Entertainment is a subtle synonym for distraction. There's not a shortage of entertainment in our world today. If wanted, people could distract themselves with movies, music, or podcasts without end. This is preferable to many because when left alone with our thoughts, we tend to become uncomfortable. Anxious feelings are more prevalent than folks let on, especially in our age today. With such easy access to news and with the tragedies of the last few years, it's understandable why this would be the case. However, when our attention is focused on a certain task, then forsaken memories and uneasy feelings become obscured. So for many, this is why prayer is difficult. Because when we pray, we must remove ourselves from distractions. Prayer does not help people forget things. In fact, it usually brings thoughts to mind. When allowed to roam, our minds will wander. There's nothing wrong with entertainment or hard work, but there is a harm in our attempt to hide unwanted thoughts like a buried acorn. Thus, prayer is an intimate practice because it positions people into a place where they can bear their soul to an all-knowing God, rags before a king. Now you must say, but I can't even pray without getting distracted. Like my mind wanders and I can't think about the things that I actually wanted to pray about. May I suggest that maybe we should start with whatever comes to mind. Maybe we should present to God the thoughts that permeate our mind. This is a difficult suggestion to offer because for many people there is fear attached to our anxiety. It can be scary to even think about our worries or regrets, but the nature of prayer is one of intimacy. We are able to come to our Creator through the reign of Jesus Christ and present our naked souls to God. When one meditates, one must think. Thus, meditative prayer is much easier when we're not afraid of wandering thoughts. So, when you pray in privacy, don't feel ashamed of your rags, but rather present them as if it's the only thing you have to offer. Try meditating on this statement and consider its meaning. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Hey, thank you for listening to Rags Before a King. My name is Jesse. I wrote these for a little Bible study that I hosted. This is the second part of a five-part series that I wrote. And the main emphasis behind these meditationals is to consider the Bible in a way that keeps it in your mind. The Bible is very thoughtful in how it presents itself. And by allowing it to ruminate in your mind, you're allowing the Holy Spirit the opportunity to utilize the Word of God and influence your thinking patterns. The story of the Bible talks about a creator God who interacts with his creation and specifically his people. This story is told through narratives, poetry, and simple, straightforward statements. It starts in a garden. It was a beautiful place, really, a, a little slice of heaven on earth. In this garden, the creator God interacted with his people. He cared for them, and he wanted them to rule over the world with him. But the people were inspired and deceived into wanting more than co-ruling the world with their creator. Rather than being image bearers of their God, they wanted to be their own God. 
This desire resulted in a rebellion, and the Creator God was moved to exile His people. The rest of the Bible story shows how God worked over the years to restore and bring back His people. The way this story is told and the process of how this story was compiled is layered. There are analogies, metaphors, and parables, which can all be found in straightforward narratives. It is our responsibility, then, to discern the difference between literary and literal meaning. Another complication we find in interpretation is in how the Bible was written. Traditionally, it is said that there were about 50 authors throughout the Old and New Testaments, and that these authors wrote it over the span of 1,500 years. If we take into account the scribes and editors who preserved these writings over the years, then we are well into the hundreds of contributors. Now, the Bible is careful in how it presents these authors and scribes. It declares itself as the Word of God, and that these authors and scribes are being inspired and influenced by the Holy Spirit. With this revelation, it is then realized that God, as the ultimate author, worked with people in order to communicate what he wanted said. It is a beautiful representation of how the story of God's reconciliation with mankind is told through God's partnership with people. However, the challenges we face with this method of literature is that there are several different writers writing in several different ways. With this practice, we will find authors using different words to describe similar things. Biblical authors may use different metaphors to describe similar ideas. Or we may have authors use different styles of writing to tell certain parts of the story. As we look to interpret, we will have difficulty in studying the layered and rich methods of these storytellers. Because of this, the Bible has been dubbed meditation literature, as it takes intentional and serious commitment to think through and analyze the Bible's passages. With this awareness, we should interact with the Bible with purpose and keep it in our minds as we think through its layered depths. Little Bible studies are a great way to think through this hefty book with others. Listening to others and sharing your ponderings, having that corporate consideration, is an incredible way to walk through this book in community. It is good for us to meditate on God's Word.